Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted, you should listen to all of the episodes as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Aiden Bora, who's a men's soccer player at St. John's University. Aiden, welcome, and how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you. This, by the way, is a continuation of our student-athlete series. Aiden, tell us about yourself, your soccer journey. How old were you when you started, and at what point did you realize this sport is for you? Well, before I get into my soccer journey, I want to say that I didn't just play soccer growing up. I played probably every sport there is. So soccer wasn't always my main, my main thing. But if we're talking about my soccer journey, it definitely started the moment I was born. Thanks to my dad, he put a put a soccer ball in my crib in the hospital. That's because he he grew up playing soccer his whole life, so he has a great passion for the game. And he grew up, he played his his whole life. He played in college, he played after, he played in men's leagues, and now he's a coach. And so yeah, that's when my soccer journey started when I was born. I then I started playing intramural probably when I was three years old. And then at that time, three, four, five, I was also watching soccer all the time with my dad because he was a huge fan. He, his favorite team is Arsenal. <laughs> obviously, obviously that, that became my favorite team as well. But just watching the games with him and seeing his passion for the game and seeing those players on the, t- the TV, it made me realize like, wow, I want, I want to be this. I want to do this. I want to be a professional player. And prob- I, I honestly had that thought when I was five years old. Wow. So, so from there, I just I played every day. I, I was in love with the game. I still am today. But when I was a kid, it was unbelievable. And so I was playing intramural soccer from three till about eight years old. I was playing for a Sayasa soccer club. And then I think third or fourth grade, that's when um, travel soccer started. And so our, our, our Sayasa team was actually very, very good. We ended up winning the Long Island Championship when we were U9. Wow. And then the next year we lost in the New York State final to Manhattan. And we were just a local town team, but we had a lot of very good players. And then after after U10, we um I, I want to say half of our Sayasa team left to merge with another town team, Levittown. 
And so we kind of merged our two teams. We were, we were like rivals at the time, but we mer merged to join like a super team, to create a super team. Everyone on our Sarasota team was obviously very good, but not everyone was had soccer as their main priority. They were into other sports. And so everyone on that Levittown team had soccer as their main priority. And so from there, we, we were so good. We ended up winning the New York State final. Wow. We got to compete in regionals in Rhode Island. At the University of Rhode Island, we played against teams from West Virginia to Maine in that whole area, the Northeast. I was at Levittown from U10 to, to U12. And in that time, I tried out for a uh, like a training program. It was called RDS, Regional Development School, which right. was run by the MLS team, New York Red Bulls. Sure. And they used this. They had, they had RDS training centers all throughout the tri-state area in order to identify um, future potential talent they wanted for their academy teams. And so I tried out for the RDS um, with a couple of my teammates. We all made it. And that was those trainings were once a week. And they were high-level coaches, high-level players. I remember hundreds and hundreds of kids coming to the trial to RDS. So I was like, wow, this, this, is, this is real. There's so many kids who want to be here. I was so happy when I made it. I was so excited. I, I would be so excited to go to those training facilities once a week. And then from there at U12, when I was at Levittown, I got invited to try out for the New York Red Bulls Academy because U12 started the Academy League. Me and two other kids on my Levittown team, we tried out. We ended up making it, which was a huge deal because they were having kids from all over the tri-state area. So honestly, at that point, I was like, wow, we're serious players. This, this is the real deal. This is a professional organization. And then from there, my, my soccer career just took off. It was unbelievable. Like the players that were there, the coaches that were there had so much knowledge about the game. I think our, our when we were U14, we were the number one team in the country. Like I would go, we would go to, I've been to Indianapolis, California, Texas, Florida, uh, North Carolina to compete in um, showcases and all that against the best players, best teams in the country. And then when we were U15 in August in the summer of our U15 year, we got, we were fortunate enough to go to Austria, play against some of the best academies and players in Europe. And that was, a, that was another level. That was a humbling experience because they were, <laughs> they were so good. I mean, we did really well, but they were on another level. It made us realize, like, wow, we can push ourselves even more. And then um, the next year, U16 was my last year at Red Bulls. Like, I was – I've always been a small kid. It's never been a problem, but I, I was still underdeveloped, and kids were obviously hitting puberty at that age. They were getting much bigger, much stronger. And I wasn't playing as much on Red Bulls. Like, I was still a good player, and they still asked me to, like, from our U12 team, a bunch of kids have gotten had gotten cut up to that point. They still had asked me to come back, but I realized, you know what? I, I don't think I can go professional at this point. I have to start thinking about the next best option, which is playing college, which is still a major deal. And so I thought the best choice for, for me and my family, because obviously they had to sacrifice a lot of their time traveling to New Jersey four times a week. I decided to leave to go to BW Gachi, another academy team, which is which was sure. in Queens. And so I made that choice because I had a few of my friends there and I was hoping to be able to play a lot more to get seen by all these coaches, especially during uh, my junior year. Such a big year to start getting into the recruitment process. And then after that, my junior year, I, I, I left to play for another academy team at Oval my senior year 
which was a I want to say it was high it was a higher quality team higher quality coaches and I knew I'd still play a lot so it was just better to go there for my development and to get seen by more coaches because they actually had a guy his name is Steve Hala who who I'm familiar with who helped me out a lot actually in the recruitment process he he has a lot of connections to a lot of different coaches so that was the right choice for me to go to Mid Oval my senior year and from there I committed to St John's and and now I'm here playing at St John's. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. And for those of us who actually love the game of soccer, it's just so exciting to hear about your journey from basically birth, like you said, your dad put in the soccer ball in your crib when you were little to about the age, I guess, of around 16 is where you left off. So, Aiden, let me ask you, how were you approached by the coaching staff at St. John's University? Was it at a local tournament? Again, any insight that you could give prospective student athletes and their parents uh, would be greatly appreciated. That's well, actually funny because St. John's is in Queens and I was playing in Queens at the time, but the first time they saw me play was out in California at a showcase. <laughs> and it was the uh, second assistant coach. He, he sent me a picture of myself playing in the game. He said, he said, well, first he said, this is uh, so-and-so the assistant coach at St. John's sent me a picture of myself. He's like, uh, I watched you today. I thought you had a great game. Uh, we're interested in you. Let me know if you'd be interested in St. John's, stuff like that. And I said, of, of course I'm interested. It's such a big school. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm interested. And he said, great, send me your transcript and, and GPA. And then that's where the conversation really went off. And we started, I think that was at the end of the summer. So we had the whole summer and then we went into fall academy season and that's when he started coming to uh more of my games to see me in action not just one time at the showcase so what grade were you in at that point aiden i think i was 11th grade 11th grade fantastic yeah. so dig deeper for us about the recruitment process how did your overall recruitment process go and before making any final decisions to attend saint john's university did you get to see the team in action or were you invited, for example, to one of their practices? Again, any insight would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, for St. John's, we started talking after the showcase back in California and he came to see a few more of my Academy games in the fall. And then from there we set up a visit. And so I went with my dad to campus. He gave me a tour of the facilities, the locker room, um, I didn't get a chance to meet any of the players, but they ended up inviting me to watch one of their games a week later. So I saw them play against Manhattan, I think, and they won three nothing. And they had a very good game, so I was very impressed, very honored to be there. Very good. And what do you think helped you get recruited the most? Was it your play throughout high school, academy teams, videos submitted? Any insight into the process you followed would be appreciated. Um, I think for me, it was, well, since St. John's is local, it was definitely my academy play, but the showcases are a major deal with the recruitment process, because depending on what school you, you want to go to, if it's not local, if it's a faraway college, this is their only chance to see you play. So the showcases are definitely a big deal. And I also want to say the, the highlight tapes are also, um, they're, not, they're not the most important thing, but they definitely help, especially if you want to go to a college that's far away. You you want to be you want to be able to make a highlight tape that's only three to four minutes long, and have all your best clips in the first minute. And when you're sending these out to coaches, because they're usually these coaches aren't going to watch the whole thing; they're only going to watch maybe the first thirty seconds, and if you're lucky, a minute. So you want to have your best clips there. 
And so from there, if you want to go to the, if you're going to a showcase, you want to be able to send these highlight tapes. So if you're lucky enough, they like you, they're going to go, they're going to make time out of the schedule to go see you play in the showcase. That's great insight, Aiden. Thank you very much. And what was your decision process like? And did you have anyone that helped you or guided you through this entire process? Yeah, of course. My parents were very helpful. And not just my parents, one of my uh, family friends, my dad's best friend, Dave Schneider, who's also well-versed in the soccer world and played college in soccer. And also Tyler Arnone, he, is, uh, he played at St. John's and then he went to Michigan and played at Mich in Michigan. And then he also played professionally for a little bit as well. So I know him as well. And he, he gave me a lot of advice and a lot of insight to that. But as far as the decision process for St. John's, it was, I, I committed in January of my senior year, which is a little bit late, but by that time, it was a fairly easy choice because it, it was my, uh, it was my best option. I knew what, what I was doing for about two months. So in the end, the decision, the actual decision process was, was rather easy, luckily. Well, what was the overall draw to St. John's University, Aiden, and what would you advise potential collegiate athletes to consider when trying to decide where to play? Well, when I first heard about St. John's, the first thing I remembered was that they have an amazing soccer history. Like They've won so many Big East championships, and they've even, even won a, a national championship. So that's always great to hear. And... They've also have a really well-respected coach who's been there for about 30 years. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And the last thing was that they have a, have a history of producing a lot of pros, which was my main goal. I still want to go professional. So this was, that was a big deal to me as well. Sure. And what advice would you give current students in high school or even younger in terms of what it takes to go to an elite Division I university to play soccer based, of course, on all that you've been through? Well, it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of sacrifice. I will say that. It's, you know what, first I'll say is that you you won't really know how it is until you experience it. Because I thought it was going to be one thing. People were tell, telling me it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of this. It's a lot of that. I was like, oh, yeah, I understand. Of course it's going to be like that. But I didn't really fully feel the effects until I was there. Because you're you have to get used to a whole new style of soccer and intensity. You're playing with kids three or four years older than you. Not only that, you have to balance your schoolwork, which is another level than high school work. It's, it's even harder. And you have to find time to, you know, socialize and relax and take a break. So time management is a big deal. Dedication and having great motivation and enjoying what you do are all big key factors if you want to play Division One. Understood, and thank you so much for that insight. What was the transition like from high school, where, of course, you were a star player, to then becoming a brand-new student-athlete at St. John's University? Did you play much initially, and how different was your schedule and other demands compared to high school? Well, I was fortunate enough with, with COVID that our fall semester, there was no season, just practice. And so I was able to become closer with the teammates, understand the coach's philosophy and get used to schoolwork without having to travel all over the place and get used to the intensity of college soccer. So that was really good. And then during the fall, there was no season. We go back in the spring when there's usually not supposed to be a season. 
they ended up having like a miniature version where it was only Big East games. So I think we had 10 games that season, and I didn't play in the first nine. And then the last game we had, I want to say at least half of our kids out with COVID. (laughs) And I I wasn't one of them. So I got to make, I, I, I was able to make my debut against Georgetown, the reigning national champions. Wow. <laughs> and I started and I played the full 90 minutes and I had a really good game. So that was my first experience playing. And then next year, the, the year I just had in the fall, this past fall, um, I think I went the first eight or nine games without playing again. It was very frustrating and I was working really hard. I was like, why am I not playing? I talked to the coach, gave me some some insight of what I could do. I started trying to implement that into practice, working even harder. And then we were away at Princeton. It was second half. I was just there sitting on the bench. I was like, oh, I need this game to end. And all of a sudden, the coach called my name. He's like, Aiden, go warm up. I was like, wow. I was like, am I really about to play? And, and I was. They put me in <laughs> for the last 25 minutes. And from there, I played in every other game that season, including the NCAA tournament. Wow. That's fantastic. And Aiden, what does a typical day look like for a college student athlete at a Division I school? For example, how does the week differ when you have a home game as opposed to having an away game? Again, any insight would be greatly appreciated. Okay. I'll give you a typical day of, uh, of my spring semester. So I'll wake up. If, if practice is at 9, I'll wake up around 7.45, grab a quick breakfast like an apple or a banana, Go to practice. We have practice for about an hour and a half, two hours. Come back in. Recovery is a is a big is a big deal with with Division One soccer. You need to treat your body properly. So after practice, we would have recovery. I would go to the tubs, the hot tub, the cold tub. Then I would go into the treatment room, do the boots, which is good for lactic acid in your legs. From there, I would go get lunch with my friends. I'd probably be at lunch for about two hours eating because I need to eat up after all the calories we burned. <laughs> and then after lunch, I always take a nap. I got to take a nap every day to to stay alert. I, I, I'd say I'd take a nap for about 30 minutes to an hour. And then from there, I'm doing homework, homework for about three hours until dinner's ready. And then I'll go to dinner. And then when I come back from dinner, I'll do more homework and then I'll probably relax by hanging out with my roommates or reading a book or watching a show. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for the insight. And Aiden, what would you change if you had to go through the recruitment process again? And what other advice would you give to those students aspiring to play in college? Honestly, I wouldn't change much from my perspective. Maybe I would say to relax a little bit and enjoy it more and don't be so stressed out all the time. But if I had to give some some advice, I, I would say to to really enjoy. This is a this is a great time. It's an exciting time. I mean, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, and and it, and it's all worth it in the end. There's going to be a lot of rejection, a lot of attention from coaches. So I would just say to to enjoy it. Sounds good. And going back to COVID, Aiden, how did COVID affect your player eligibility? And are you able to play more than the traditional four years because of COVID? Yes, I am. I am able to play more than four years because of COVID. We get an extra year. So I have five years of eligibility now. And I just used my first one last fall. Fantastic. Well, good luck to you, Aiden. I appreciate this conversation. And lastly, I'm going to ask, what are the top three pieces of advice you would give to parents and aspiring student athletes 
trying to go through the recruitment process now? Now, what I would say, you have to be patient. You have to be realistic. Um, the patience, because you may email coaches and they may not respond to you the first time. You may re you may email them again and they may not respond again. I know people that I know teammates of mine who who would email the coach seven times in, in the span of two months. They didn't respond. They finally respond after two months. They build up a conversation and he ends up going to that college. So patience is a big factor in it because they might not realize the the influence you may have and stuff like that. And then the second piece of advice is being realistic. I'm sure everyone wants to go to the top colleges, the top schools, the Stanford's, Duke's, Michigan's, but the reality is not everyone can play there. And so knowing yourself, knowing your abilities is, is a huge characteristic. And then uh, the last piece of advice I, I would give is to, is don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about where your friends are going to school and stuff like that. Cause it doesn't matter. It, it, it's what you're going to do. I, I know for me, I was some of my friends. I don't know if you know, Ethan Wood. Sure. Absolutely. Very well. And my friend Marco Catone and Justin Weiss, they're all going to these big schools, Michigan, NC state, Colgate. And so it, it puts pressure on me because I'm, I'm also associated with those guys. I'm like, Oh, wow. I got to go to a big school like that as well. But it, if I had to give advice to a, a student, like a, a student or a parent, I would say, please don't worry about what other people are doing. And my uh, and my last piece of advice would be, you must research the school thoroughly. And if you really are serious about playing, let's say all four years or three out of your four years, go to each team, look at their roster, check out which players are playing your position and how many minutes they're playing. See if they're a senior or a junior, if they're potentially leaving or see if they're a freshman or a sophomore. And then you, and then you may have to come in and fight for your spot. These are all things to consider. Well, Aiden, those are great pieces of advice. I really can't thank you enough for being here. I want to wish you continued success along with your team at St. John's university. We really appreciate your time today and I hope to have you back on the show again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the college admissions process podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.